Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Hi, Quick Brain. Welcome back. And so here's your question today. How do you create a life's vision. We always hear about mission statements and you need a vision for your life and with those without vision, they, they perish and we talk about the power of imagination, about how it creates our future, but how do you actually do it? I mean, how do you know when you're moving towards something? And to help you answer that, we have a very special guest here today. I'm actually recording this in Kuala Lumpur with the founder of Mind Valley, New York Times bestselling author of The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, Vishen Lakiani, thanks for being here, my friend. Thank you, Jim. This is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, yes. right? So it's such an honor to be here with you. Well, I appreciate it. For those um, people, some people don't know, but you and I, we've had quite some adventures together. Not only have we shared the stage together with the likes of uh, Sir Richard Branson and His Holiness the Dalai Lama, the late Dr. Stephen Covey, but we've traveled the world together going on adventures. We've gone, We've spent time in, in the jungles of the Amazon to the jungles of Asia and just really exploring. And not only the environments, but our internal environments. And one of the things I love, uh, we recently partnered on a project called uh, Superbrain for your quest in Mind Valley. I'm really excited about it. Literally hundreds of times a day am I being tagged from results people are getting through going through that quest. Um, I wanted to have a conversation with you about you know, your book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, it was, it was incredible. It was the number one global seller on Amazon. Be number one, right? Well, it, it, for a couple of days, I think for around five or six days last year, it was the number one book across the world on Kindle, across all categories. But, you know, like, books are fickle. So <laughs> you're, you're number one in one day, and then, you know, then you drop to number 1,000, right, the next month. But it was quite an honor being number one on Kindle. Well, the book is an excellent book, and I recommend it to everybody who's listening to purchase it and be able to use it. One of the questions we had in our Facebook group is people looking for direction. They've heard from personal development court, and you have one of the leading personal development transformation organizations You know, globally. You're so innovative. How do people create a life's vision? Where do they start? For somebody who's looking for direction, they don't have clarity, and they know that they're on a mission, but how do they clarify something to move towards? Well, life vision is important, right? We have a habit of creating a business plan for our business. A life vision is sort of a business plan for your life. It gives you your North Star. It lets you know what you want to focus on. Now, here's how I started getting into this idea of really, really, really thinking about my life vision. See, I grew up in an Asian family, as you did, Jim. Asian families are very particular about how their kids grow up in the world. So I grew up in an Indian family, and in Indian culture, you as a kid grow up to be a doctor, an entrepreneur, an engineer, or a family failure, right? So I was pushed from the time I was young to be an engineer. I remember my grandfather telling me, Vision, you gotta go to America, you gotta be an engineer, be like Bill Gates, maybe you can become a millionaire. And so, I decided that I had to be an engineer, and I spent years of my life studying something I disliked. I got into the University of Michigan because it had a great engineering school. I went to the US, joined the University of Michigan, minus 40 degrees in the winter, hated my classes, worked my butt off, and eventually I got to Microsoft. At the age of 22 or so, in 1998, I found myself in Richmond, Washington, 
working for Microsoft. The dream was accomplished. I remember being invited to Bill Gates' home, shaking hands with Bill, and I realized I hated my life. I hated what I was doing. Microsoft was a great company. Bill Gates was a great man, but I was so miserable. I hated going to work. And in 11 weeks, I quit. Well, I didn't quit. I deliberately got myself fired because I was too chicken to quit. Because quitting meant I was basically telling my parents that the hundreds of thousands of dollars they had to fork out for me to get a computer engineering degree was going to waste. I got myself fired. I never looked back. And at that point, I was broke. I ended up joining a nonprofit in New York for under poverty salary. And that's when I decided I need to get my shit together. I need to start creating a life vision. This is what happened. I was watching Oprah and uh, Jim Carrey was on Oprah. And Jim Carrey had this amazing story about how once he was broke, he was sleeping in a car and he decided he didn't want to live like that. He was a comedian, but as you know, being a comedian, being an actor, it's a tough job. You're waiting tables, you're broke, you're trying to figure out how to make that next check come in. So Jim did a simple exercise. He wrote a check to himself. He took out one of his regular checks and he wrote to Jim Carrey $20 million. And he carried that in his wallet. And a year went by, another year went by. In 1994, something interesting happened. Jim Carrey, who at that time was working on this hilarious uh, SNL-style comedy show called In Living Color, got a big break. He was paid $700,000 to star in a little movie called Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura became the number one movie in America. He was then due to, to be in another movie called Dumb and Dumber, again a fee of $700,000. But now that Ace Ventura was number one, he could negotiate a higher salary. He ended up getting paid $7 million for Dumb and Dumber. And then The Mask. He got paid millions for The Mask. All three movies shot to number one. He became the first actor in the world to be in three number one movies in the same year, 1994. The very next year, or the year after that, he was offered a new role in a movie called The Cable Guy. And his check for that movie, $20 million. That $20 million mock check that he carried in his wallet every day in his life came to him. He actually got paid $20 million in one check for The Cable Guy. Now think about that, and, and Jim Carrey, in his interview with Oprah, he goes on to say, look, he believes that there was something happening. He was creating this reality with his mind. And I, it was 1999 when I, when I saw that interview or recording of the interview, and I was inspired. So I decided I wanted to take a check. So I took a little check. I was living in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And on that check, I said, from Vishen Lakhiani to the world, $1 billion. And I dated that check 50 years down the road, May 2049 and I carried that check in my wallet. And I guess growing up you know, in my generation, unlike Jim, I, I didn't grow up in poverty, so money didn't mean much to me, but I wanted to make sure that I got to live a life where I got to give a billion dollars in value to the world. I figured if I could give a billion dollars in value to the world, 50 years from now, May 2049, 50 years from graduating, I would have to also do a lot of good, good stuff in the world. I'd have to amass good money for myself. I'd have to live a good life, better life on giving. That was the first thing I did. I did that check. Now, a funny thing happened. As I started going through life, I would go through multiple failures. I lost my first company. I lost my second company. I'd been fired from Microsoft. I was working for a nonprofit for under the poverty line in New York. But I would always bounce back stronger than before. And before I knew it, one idea would lead to another idea, would lead to another idea. And today we have Mind Valley. And um, it's now 2017, so I still have a long way to go to 2049. And it's not been fast, but 
I know that I've built this life where I'm able to give so much value to the world, to a millions of students, to our 300 employees, to all the different personal growth and transformational companies and festivals and apps that we're continuously launching. And I almost feel blessed by this great luck. But there's this vision pulling me forward, this singular massive North Star, and that is I want to deliver a billion dollars in value to the world in May, by May 2049. So anyway, that was my story. You can extract and unbundle that story and, and create your own check and keep it in your wallet and carry it with you. And hey, look, it worked for Jim, seems to be working for me. Maybe this is something that might work for you too. So let's say we have somebody who's listening right now and they're a student, maybe they're a parent or they are an entrepreneur. Where would somebody get started? Where would you recommend the starting point be? Perfect. So the check is a very cool exercise, right? But here's the main thing I want to suggest. It's a process called the three most important questions. And I'm going to take you through it. So I, I released a video on this about five years back. It was a seven minute video on YouTube. You can still find it there, but it took off like crazy. And before I knew it, the American Management Association was tweeting this to their members. Schools in India and in Mexico had integrated this with their curriculum. I got a book offer and it's described in my book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. But here's why I think this process resonated with people so much. I spoke about how in an Indian family, I believed I needed to be an engineer. That's called a means goal. Why did I think I had to be an engineer? Because I thought that was the way to be safe, to be successful, to make money. See, that's a means goal. Means goals are often based on other people's rules, or as I call them, bull rules or rules. They're based on rules of how the world is meant to work. What you want to do is to skip the means goals and instead go straight to your end goals. Your end goals are the goals that truly make your heart sing. If you chase mean goals, you often end up waking up one day at the age of 40 going, what happened to my life? So here's a classic series of how means goals pile up, right? Kids in America, believe that they need to get a good grade so they can get in college, they need to work hard in college so they can graduate, they need to graduate with good grades so they can get a decent job, they need to work hard, save up, maybe someday go to grad school, maybe get an advanced degree, maybe then become, say, a lawyer, get into a law firm, and then they are successful. So that's a very classic idea of success in America. But let's look at the actual data. In a recent study, 50% of lawyers in America, women lawyers, are clinically depressed. Australia did the same study, 50% of lawyers in Australia clinically depressed. Yet why is it that so many Americans become lawyers to the point that America has 5% of the global population but 70% of the global lawyers? It's because in America, this massive rule or bullshit rule has been baked into society that law is a career that means success. It's not. And there's a high probability of you suffering from clinical depression. This is a classic example of millions of people seduced to chase means goals. What you instead want to do is go straight to the end goal. So what is an end goal? Well, end goals fall in three different buckets. They have nothing to do with what the media tells you or what your parents or what your religion or what your society tells you. They only have to do with what comes through you, straight from your heart. Now, the first category of end goal is experiences. And here's what I want you to do. Take out a piece of paper and draw two lines in the paper. So the paper is now divided into three columns. Top of the first column, I want you to write experiences. Now, ask yourself the question, in this life, what truly amazing, epic experiences do I want to have? Set a timer, give yourself no more than three minutes and start writing. You see, when you give yourself more than three minutes, your left brain kicks in and you'll put down things such as, hmm, I want to travel to 50 countries. And your left brain goes, 
No way. Give yourself three minutes. Start writing, right? Now, experiences are things like this. Renting a motorbike and spending two months cycling across South America. Learning Spanish and being able to communicate in the native language in these countries, traveling to 50 countries, having a photography exhibit, being able to write a book, not because I need the money or the royalty check, but just so I have the experience of getting my ideas out. An experience could be waking up every morning next to a man or woman you're madly in love with. Or an experience could be holding your new baby daughter in your arms. Experiences are things that truly make your heart sing, but we forget that. We live in a society that trains us to chase means goals, like the amount of money in your bank account, your career, but none of these truly create happiness. You can have a million dollars in your bank account and be freaking depressed, but I don't know anyone who is depressed when they attain the goal of holding their baby in their arms, or waking up every day next to the man or woman they love, or backpacking through South America speaking Spanish. So end goals, are most certain to give you the right positive emotions. So experiences is the first thing, right? But this is different from a bucket list. See, when people think of bucket lists, they typically focus on nothing but experiences. In reality, there are two additional things you need to go from happiness to fulfillment. Let's look at the second column. Now you wanna ask yourself a question. If I were the man or woman who can have all of these experiences, how do I need to grow? And in that second column, right at the top, you're gonna to write growth. And now you're gonna write your goals for growth. See, Tony Robbins in his famous TED Talk, which was one of the top 10 TED Talks ever on TED, right? He said, we have two deep spiritual needs. The first is growth. The second, I'm gonna to come to in a moment, but the first is growth. It's as if we are here as souls wanting to grow. And growth is a goal in itself. We forget that because our schooling system makes growth painful. But growth is a goal in itself. It gives us fulfillment. So here you're gonna write down how you wanna grow. Well, you wanna have the photography exhibit? You need to learn photography. You wanna wake up next to the man or woman you love? Well, maybe you gotta learn some dating skills, right? You want to be an entrepreneur? You gotta read X number of books a week and maybe learn methodologies like Lean Startup. One of the reasons I love what you do, Jim, is because you take growth and you accelerate it for everyone, right? Everyone there should be writing down in their growth column, I wanna learn how to learn, right? So you start writing down all of these things, these skills, these ways you wanna grow. This becomes your second list. Now you go to the third list. This was the, the thing Tony Robbins said, the two great spiritual needs are growth, but the second is contribution. This is what you wanna put down. Experiences and growth alone will make you happy but fulfillment comes from giving back. Remember, Jim, when we were on stage with the Dalai Lama, I remember a quote he said when he gathered all of us into that private room and gave us that, 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 that session. He said, you wanna be happy? Make other people happy. This is what the contribution column is about. You're gonna write down, if you were blessed enough to be that man or woman with all of these experiences, growing in all of these ways, how could you now give back to your fellow man? And this could be, donating 10% of your income. It could be raising your kids as a really good parent. It could be writing a book that inspires the world. It could be through your career, creating a Humanity Plus company that's serving the world. But you now come up with your list of how you want to contribute. This is often where your career goes, right? So when you complete the three most important questions, you basically have a vision for your life and you're going straight for fulfillment. And it's that simple. I love that. Three simple questions for everybody to be able to do. And I love this because it's extremely tactical. What experiences, 
what is the growth that people want to have, and then also what is the contribution people want to do. Because it's not just about making a dollar, it's also making a difference also right. as well. And on behalf of, of everybody who's listening, appreciate the difference that you make in, in all of our lives. What's the best way for people to stay in touch with you? Well, one of the things that, that I think would be really useful here is um, because a lot of people were using this methodology in schools and corporations, I decided to produce a course on it and I made it completely free. And it's delivered through Mindvalley's Quest app, which is a learning app which, with incredible completion rates. Just download Mindvalley Quest, Q-U-E-S-T-S. -E and when you download the app, click on Discover and you'll see there are a bunch of programs there. And there's a program called Extraordinary by Design. And that's based on three most important questions and it takes it even deeper. Under growth, there are four additional questions you can ask yourself. Under experiences, four additional sub-questions. So it takes you really deep. And over the course of two weeks, it gets you to, make, to become crystal clear on your vision for yourself. So at the end of two weeks, and you're only spending five minutes a day for two weeks, right? So listen to it with your morning cup of coffee, five minutes. Two weeks later, you have a crystal clear vision for your life. So everybody go to Mind Valley's Quest. Make sure that you join Vision there. And also I highly recommend everyone gets their copy of The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Thanks, Vision. Thank you, Jim. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our quick success program. This is our monthly lives that I do where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your Limitless Book Club, where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour, uh, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.